Toasters! All right, well, someday all this stuff will make sense, Mom. Yeah, I doubt it. I doubt it very much. And at least if you were just singing or, or acting, well, you wouldn't get hurt. But you want to rollerblade and fly off a table, and now you want to blast off into space, and you have lost your mind.
And you're listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and the Nardwar to Human Serviette Radio Show. You just heard right there the wonderful world of Joey featuring Joey Cheesy on lead vocals and Corla Pandit on Moog Synthesizers. Today on the Nardwarta Human Serviette Radio Show, an interview with from Memphis, Tennessee, Jay Retard. Here's some more Corla Pandit. You just heard Corla Pandit from 1995 there with Joe Seahe, a.k.a. Joey Cheesy from Los Angeles with Blast Off from a Sympathy for the Record Industry 7-inch. Joey corralled Corla Pandit into being on his record, which is totally amazing. Now, you may wonder about that little recording that was at the beginning of the record. Joey talking to his mom and his mom saying something about Jolie roller skating. Well, Joey did a lot of roller skating the same with like Jolie Collins because I said Joey Jolie and I think of Jolie Collins because Jolie Collins is Phil Collins daughter and then of course Phil Collins daughter lives in Vancouver British Columbia Canada I think well how does that connect to Corla Pandit well Corla Pandit spent his later years in North Vancouver British Columbia Canada but before that Corla Pandit could be described as the godfather of Exotica and Joey Cheesy got him to play on his 7-inch single on the Sympathy for Record Industry 7-inch the wonderful world of Joey featuring Corla Pandit. And we're going to play right here some Corla Pandit from the OG area with his song Jalouise from the record Corla Pandit at the Pipe Organ. And at the beginning of the 7-inch, you heard Joey talking to his mom about roller skating. Joey Cheesy was discovered in Los Angeles by my friend Steve Kennedy's wife, Maria, when she was down there on a business trip. She went out for lunch to a place. Usually when you're, like, you're on a business trip or something like that, you think, oh, we got to go out for lunch. It's not going to be a cool place. They went out to this place, and Joey Cheesy was skating around on roller skates and singing tunes and delivering food. It was incredible. And then later on, he recorded this 7-inch with Corla Pandit. Here is Corla Pandit with Jalui. <laughs> Thank you. 
was awake at an hour like this. Stay alight, still hunting in my mouth. The crumpled wings of the day still clutched in thy fist. And dreamers whispering in my ear, but I can't understand. My soul escapes my brain by dressing up as a man. And its different faces of love become branches. Hands flail to grab onto as a flooding river carries them away. But we speed forwards. Riding at the front of the sky train, clearing the stars in the sky. The black windows downtown are abandoned eyes. All that's left inside are arctic flowers dancing. To the hum of a drug deal caught in their petals. And our bodies touch where love's incomprehending will has bruised our skin. I feel like someone would build a city in the space between our bodies if we let go. Just play it.
And you're still listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and an Ardwarty Human Serviette radio show. You just heard right there, Search Parties from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, with an hour like this. And before that, Corla Pandit with Jalouise. And Corla Pandit has sadly passed away. He actually died in 1998 of a heart attack but thankfully recordings like with the wonderful world of Joey 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 Collins and Corla Pandits at the pipe organ actually still survive a lot of Corla Pandit stuff is on the fantasy record label on blue vinyl today on an Ardwarty human serviette radio show an interview with Jay Retard Jay Retard has been in many 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 bands and put out many 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 Recordings, and one of them is with the Lost Sounds.
burning, people dying on the streets tonight. you're still listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and an Ardwarda Human Serviette radio show. You just heard there Jay Riotard's band The Nervous Patterns with Alicia Trout doing pictures on my wall. And before that, Jay's band with Alicia Trout, The Lost Sounds with Do You Want to Kill Me? And that's from a compilation called Outtakes and Demos, Volume 1 from The Lost Sounds. And before that, The Retards with Drink Today from 1997. And before that, Jay Retard with Broken Glass from a compilation that's out right now called Singles 06207 on In The Red Records. And before that, also on In The Red Records, a release by The Lost Sounds featuring Jay Retard and the song Distracto Comet. Coming up, an interview with Jay Retard. Jay Retard. Here is something right now from Blood Visions, My Shadow by Jay Retard.
are you? I'm Jay the Retard. Hello, Jay. Welcome to Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Thanks. Hey, Jay, are you still into smashing disco balls? Um, no, no, they, they get too expensive. Um, I stopped, I stole, I smashed, the last uh, disco ball I smashed was the empty bottles in Chicago's, and I stopped from there. So explain a bit about this. You had a habit of smashing disco balls. What did you do? What do you see from the stage when you're performing? <laughs> well, it, it, it originated from, um, in Europe, as soon as a punk show ends, I was, I was just really pissed me off when I was, first time I went over there when I was probably like 17 or 18. As soon as the punk show ends, the disco ball comes down in this Euro disco music comes on and I thought well you can't have a disco without a disco ball so you know I, I, I kill you kill the ball you kill the party but somehow they still listen to their music and you know, afterwards but it was I don't know I guess that's where it came from and it was an expensive habit but you're doing better now you're earning more money so can you afford to break more disco balls most venues we're playing and now don't have them so we'll see next you've destroyed them on your first time through yeah, yeah, maybe so. Actually, you're playing bigger venues now, so you kind of destroyed them in the first time through. The ceilings, I can't reach the ceilings in these venues now, so that might be a problem. Before, we were playing in places where I could, I could definitely slam dunk the disco ball off the ceiling. But, you know, this place, uh, I don't know, the ceiling's a bit too high. And, Jay Retard, speaking of buildings and touring and stuff, did you really clean toilets in a while? Yeah, totally. Um, I worked for a company called Two Chicks and a Broom. It's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Um, was that like enviro-friendly toilet cleaning? Yes, yes. We were a uh, environmentally friendly company. Um, I used a lot of vinegar and um, lemon juice to clean things. So were you, you know, assigned to do the toilets? How did that happen? Two chicks in a broom and Jay Retard. Well, I, I just needed money. Um, you, uh, yeah, you don't, you don't necessarily get it. You have to clean the whole house. So, you know, you get to make the people's beds, pick up their panties, clean their toilets, everything. So you get very close to these people. So it wasn't just specifically toilets then? No, no, not specifically toilets. Um, anything, you know. Jay Retard, you guys took a lot of greyhounds to gigs, didn't you? How many greyhounds did you take to gigs? Um, plenty. I guess the first tour I did, I took a lot of greyhounds. Um, I don't even know how many. I guess if there's frequent flyer miles on the greyhound, I would, I would have a free trip to uh, somewhere. You know. That's pretty awesome, taking a greyhound to a gig. Was it just you? How did that work? What about the rest of the band? And who was the band at that time? Um, the band at that time was this guy, Rich Crook, and um, this other guy named uh, Steve Albundy. Um, what do you mean? Like, did they take the Concord and you took the Greyhound? No, we all took the Greyhound. It was uh, we would we would get together and we'd um, pack up peanut butter sandwiches and hit the Greyhound and go on tour. <laughs> what gigs did you play? Whereabouts did you go from? What Memphis to L.A.? Where did you go on the Greyhound? Um, the first trip was from Memphis to Phoenix, Arizona. It's thirty-two hours. Were you able to get the people you're sitting beside to come to the gig? Because <laughs> you had 32 hours to get to know them. No, there's lots of guys with hooks, like electronic hooks for hands and Samoan women beating their children and just craziness. Um, yeah, I don't think they, they really were interested in our music. But after 32 hours, you were ready to go. You were ready to rock in Phoenix. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Totally. A lot of hitting the road with Jay Retard, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, it's... Uh, I'm a nervous guy. I can't stand still for too long. So. And you miss your home, don't you, occasionally, right, Jay? Memphis, Tennessee? Sure. I miss my dog more than Memphis. Well, I can see that you're missing Memphis right now. So I've brought you a little gift here, Jay, for you and your band. What could this be, Jay Riotard? I don't know. Let's see. A present for Jay. Welcome to Vancouver. It is... 
A uh, Sun Studio sleeveless t-shirt. Yes, that's what I thought. If any band could sport the sleeveless, extra, extra large Sun shirt, it would be Jay Riotard's band, right? Yeah, Steve is uh, the sleeveless guy over here in the background, the guy standing off over there. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I like sleeves because I have ugly armpits. Come on over, Steve. I, we gotta, is this a good present? Yeah, do you mind if I try it on? Yeah, go ahead. Is this a good present for the Riotards? It's fantastic. Actually, I've made a vow that I got this temporary tattoo that's almost gone. It's been on there for two weeks. <laughs> I'm going to wear sleeveless shirts until this is gone, just to show off the tattoo. So this is an amazing gift. Uh, specifically also, though, Sun Records, Memphis, Tennessee. Yeah, birthplace of blues, home of the rock and roll. Have you had interactions at all with the Sun Records studios? Have you been by there? Have you met any of the Sun Cats? Um, I used to sleep with a girl that worked there. Did she tell you any secrets? Did you get to sleep over there? No, I didn't even get any deals on those things. They still would have cost 18 bucks. That looks amazing. Thank you. And big fan of the Sun Records label. Huge fan. <laughs> so now you guys here are in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. You're traveling everywhere. Like, you've also traveled to Nashville. Have you met any Nashville cats at all? Like, have any Nashville cats come out to see you? We're actually on tour with a band right now from Nashville called Cheap Time. And they're all from Nashville, all weird dudes. Nashville is a weird place. And we probably won't go back there anytime soon. They have some connections to be your own pet, don't they? Yes. Which I think is kind of interesting. <laughs> yeah. It's a, actually a very interesting, complicated story. It's like but, uh, Fleetwood Mac or something, those guys. It's kind of it's an incestuous... That's the South. Everyone, everyone in the South, you know, it's incestuous music scenes. Well, I guess what I was wondering about Nashville cats, too, like, when you're in Nashville, have any Nashville cats approached you, kind of like, hey, do you want to write some songs for somebody? I, I put a song in um, this movie um, called Dish Dogs. It was um, uh, a movie about skateboarding, and a guy asked me if I would be willing to put a... They, there's a scene in a, a, a Toby Keith biography, biopic, where... What an honor! Toby Keith is supposed to be walking into the wrong bar. He, he shows up in Nashville to make it. He walks into the wrong bar, and their retards are playing in the background. It didn't work out. I was kind of bummed because Shock and Y'all is an amazing record. How about, like, Waffle House and stuff? Have you spotted anybody at Waffle Houses? <sighs> Not too many people. I know Jared from this band, The Ponies, loves Waffle House. Oh, Waffle House, too. Scattered, covered, cream-dreamed. Smothered. What it, smothered. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, last time we ate there, actually, we ate there with the band The Ponies, and I think every person who ate food there threw up immediately I in the parking lot. On steaming hot. Uh, <laughs> it pink, too. It was pink vomit, but you had just eaten a waffle. I ate nothing that was pink at Waffle House, but I vomited, and it was neon pink. But that's the sign of a great meal, isn't it? Like, you still want to go back, even though you vomited? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Maybe it was pink because of the ketchup. Got to have a lot of ketchup with Waffle House. On tour here, you've been mentioning clothing has been a bit of a problem. Well, up until now, of course, the Sun Records muscle tee. Uh, it's a big problem. No laundry, but go to Walmart, get a pack of socks, pack of T-shirts, wear them until they're stained. That one looks pretty fresh. I still have the crease right here. I throw my clothes away. I'm not an eco-friendly punk rocker. I throw them away when the crease is gone. Well, speaking of punk rock, it's really great that you guys have already conquered punk rock. Conquered. You guys have conquered punk rock already. I mean, we yeah, <laughs> yeah, we in, we invented the will, man. Yeah, the retards have conquered punk rock already because you have already been on the cover of 
Maximum <laughs> Rock and Roll, the greatest magazine ever. And I noticed this happened in December 2006. So, like, you've won. This is pretty cool, though, to cover Maximum Rock and Roll, isn't it? Some people work their entire lives, and you can just they, they just quit after this. But not me. You know, I, I have new things to conquer, like indie rock. That's what I thought. Thank you for acknowledging that, too, because it's great. Yeah, you've got the punk rock down. Now the indie rock comes on. Is that going to be a hard battle? Uh, not as hard as the metal one will be after indie rock. Oh, right. We, um, we're definitely, after Indie Rock, Indie Rock's easy. They're, people are wimps in Indie Rock. We can conquer it, like, I think six months. It took me ten years to do this. Six months tops, Indie Rock, I'm done, and we're on to metal. So. Jay, in this Maximum Rock and Roll, it mentions something about your neighborhood having crips in it. Was it that tough growing up in Memphis? Yeah, um, totally, yeah. I, I, uh, definitely, I, I, I mean, you know, if you like to smoke blunts and hang out with the crips, it's pretty easy, but, you know, otherwise, maybe it's not the place to be. What do you think about growing up in Memphis? Were you a Memphiser too? I was a Memphiser, but I was a. Uh, my story is a little different than Jay's. I, my parents took care of me, <laughs> and they still do. Actually, every time I get home from tour, my mom uh, bakes me my favorite meal, and she does all my laundry and folds it up for me. What is your favorite meal? My mom makes this dish called Spanish Delight. Which isn't Spanish, and it's not a delight. <laughs> it's uh, noodles, hamburger meat, corn, and some strange brown sauce. That- you call that your parents taking care of you? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Have you tried it all, Jay? Have you been invited over? Um, no, Stephen's parents fancy me, actually. It's, it's surprising. I thought they would hate me, but his parents seem to be very hospitable. Jay and the retards, here we are in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. In Canada, you're friends with a Canadian band. CPC Gangbangs? Close. Another band called King... Crimson? No, King Kong and the Shrine. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I interviewed King Kong from King Kong and the Shrines, and he said, Jay Retard once put Easy Off on his penis, covered it in motor oil, lit a match, and then jumped in a cesspool. It's, uh, I cannot deny that. What the hell was going on there? That's incredible. Um, it was just, you know, a punk show in uh, Jackson, Mississippi in the middle of nowhere. It's kind of bored. I thought I would just kind of, you know, get the party going. Nothing like some easy off on the balls to, uh, get things going, man. Because that was one of the most incredible punk stories I've ever heard. I actually haven't heard it. <laughs> Thank you for verifying, because King Kong, sometimes the stuff he says, I'm not quite sure. What can you say about King Kong and the Shrines? They're incredible, aren't they? Yeah, they're a good band. We played with them the other night. Yeah, you did a super jam with them too, didn't you? You and Deer Hunter up on stage at the Pitchfork. Oh yeah, um, that's uh, that's our new super group of uh, Butt Flower. What happened there? Cut copy didn't show up. I didn't even see it. But you heard about the legend. I heard about it, and it sounds pretty ridiculous. What was going on, Jay? I don't know. A stagehand just ran up to me and said, we need people that can entertain people. And I said, well, that's what I do. I try to entertain people. And he grabbed some other entertainers. And we got on stage, and we played. Um, we would just call out the style of the song. Uh, we didn't have songs. We were, play the Bad Brain song now. So we'd play a fake Bad Brain song. Immediately after leaving the stage, I was almost arrested. Um, I got thrown against the fence by three pitchfork police. Um, and I had illegal substances in my pocket. So I thought, if this is where I go to jail for the rest of my life, at Pitchfork Festival, I'm never going to be able to conquer indie rock if this happens. So they let me go. Oh, great. So you're able to conquer it now. Yeah, totally. And Jay, who are we joined by right now? This is Billy. Hello, Billy. 
Uh, Welcome to Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Uh, thank you. I was just going after some of the stuff that King Khan had said. He also had said that you have a Cucamonga tattoo. Is that true? No, the only tattoo I have is a, a, a caricature of Einstein. Here. And there it is. Yes. He's been drawing this character since he was a child, <laughs> and we all got it on our arms, so we all have Einsteins. It also looks like Garfield and Jerry Garcia. <laughs> people have thought it's Jerry Garcia? Um, yeah. You don't tell people it's Einstein. They don't know. It's kind of like if, if Jerry Garcia went on Garfield as a character. Yeah. I think it's great that you guys are spreading the love of Garfield, spreading the love of underappreciated rock and roll. That's really what you're doing. Yeah, I'm more of a, of a Heathcliff fan myself, actually. What can you say, Jay, about this particular song that you covered, Freestone, Bummer Bitch? Um, I've always been a fan of novelty punk, so um, this happens to be my favorite novelty punk song ever. Um, I couldn't put much significance behind it except that I just really wanted to say suck my balls in a song and they had already done it. So Yeah, what can you tell the people about novelty punk and freestone? Um they're one of the best. Um Helen Keller from Seattle or another novelty punk favorite of mine as well. But I don't know too much about them except that it's they're well, they were a prog rock band and the B side's unlistenable. And you guys recorded this for what? Um the uh a retard single called uh, Teenage Hate. And for the recording process, where exactly do you record? Do you record, like, right in your house? Like, where in your house do you record? Anywhere. Sometimes the kitchen, sometimes the dining room, sometimes the yeah, the toilet room, if it doesn't stink too bad. So. What's well, going to be clean? Because you've got a lot of experience doing that, right? I was, I'm, yeah, totally. I clean toilets for a while. <laughs> when you guys are jamming, do you guys jam a lot? Never. Not once ever, I don't think. Are there any super riffs that Jay is hiding? No. Like, you know, the best, ri the best riff ever that he's been working on for years, but you guys haven't been able to get into a song or anything? Mm, maybe. I don't know. Jay, is there a super riff that you've been working on? You know, you've done so many albums, so many songs and stuff like that. We've only known each other for a couple of years, so there's a couple of riffs. I just got to get closer to these dudes before I... Before, before I pull them off the master riff. But is there a master riff? Because I always think like people always have a riff in the back. They've been working on it for years. You haven't quite been able to use it. Have you used all the riffs, or is there like the master big riff ready to go? Like the one you just love to kick out. I'm not much of a riff writer. I, I tend to um, play chord based. Okay. A good chord, a good chord sequence. You're holding back. Yeah, a good chord progression. I'm holding back from these guys. <laughs> Just for an update, how many records and how many songs have you put out roughly? Um, I th 20 full lengths, maybe. Um, and maybe 40-something singles. I don't know. Maybe that comes to, like, 400 songs or something. Like, that is incredible. 20 full lengths. And how old are you? 28. 28? <laughs> so you got a bit of catching up to do then. Yeah, I have to slow down at some point. So, like, 28, 28 full lengths. Oh, yeah, yeah. If I could get to where every year, I just have eight more and I can catch up totally. There should yeah. be no problem to do that. I don't, yeah, maybe. Well, contracts kind of get in the way of that, don't they? <laughs> Jay, you've been inspired by a lot of people. Well, Maxim Rock and Roll, of course. But what can you tell people about this particular gentleman here, Greg Cartwright and the raining sound on the cover of Razor Cake? Yeah, man. Greg's a great guy. Um, he was one of the first people to take the time out to play music with me. Um, I tricked the guys at Goner into thinking I actually had a band. I made fake names, and um, a guy named Joe and a guy named Jason. Those are really generic names. So I put them on the tape, and I gave them to Eric. And he's like, 
you guys want to play this show with this band from Japan, Gasoline? I go, yeah, totally, we'll do it. And then I called them a week later and go, uh, I lied, I don't have a band. And the posters were made. So he called Greg up and was like, will you play with this guy? And Greg drove out to uh, my mom's house and they smoked some weed and we practiced. <laughs> what are your guys' interactions with Greg Cartwright? I've never even met him. Really? Know. No. He, oh. I, I don't think I've ever actually spoken a word to him. I've seen him a lot. And you've seen him in J, right? In, in J, on J. This. I just mentioned Greg because it seems like he's influenced so many bands, like the Deadly Snakes from Toronto. I think he actually played with them. For the first time. Yeah, that was me. I'm responsible for him being in their band. They were so starstruck. It was Khan's first band, The Space Shits. They came through in, like, 98 through Memphis, and I introduced those guys, and, um, wow, they really changed their sound. <laughs> But there's some other people that Jay has worked with, hasn't there been? Uh, probably. Another person that was on the cover of Razor Cake. Can you guess who that might be, Jay, on the cover of Razor Cake fanzine? Alicia Trout or Cobain? <laughs> Alicia Trout. Whoa, look at that. I've never seen this. That's a weird... Yeah, yeah, it's... Uh, what can you say about Alicia Trout and her band and your band, The Lost Sounds? Another integral part of Jay Retard. Alicia Trout's a really talented girl. Um, I... Probably not to take like a sexist kind of view, but I'm not a big fan of female vocalists. And you know, it was she was the one girl I'd play music with. So I thought you weren't a big fan of synthesizers, but then you kind of bit the bullet and did the synthesizers thing with her. Yeah, she forced me into it. You know, it's kind of one of those things you start you start dating, and the next thing you know, you're playing a synthesizer. And thank you again for returning to Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. You played with the Black Keys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And before that, you guys were adventuring into the land of Toronto. Yes. <laughs> what exactly happened there, do you think? Uh, too much and too little. Just, I don't know. It was one crazy night. Yeah, it was just, you know, it, it was just an exciting moment. A stage invader. Yeah, it wasn't, that guy necessarily, that guy gets a bad rap, just so I can clear this up. He gets a bad rap. It wasn't him. He was just a martyr, if you will, for the entire crowd. There was other people that were, you know, doing much more terrible things, like picking up monitors that weigh, like, 90 pounds and throwing them at Steven. So, um, like I said, we've conquered punk rock. We're on to indie rock, so. And metal's next. Metal is next. So the show got cut short, and now you're going to go back to Toronto and perform a free show to make up to everybody? That's what you're saying? Yes, yes, yes. So the battle continues. Toronto still has to be conquered then. Yeah, this time I'm bringing a taser into Canada. But Canada has a lot of great memories for you, too. You're on Zaxxon Records. Oh, yeah, Fred, yeah. What can you say about Zaxxon Records? They're from Canada. Canadian Connection to Jay Retard. Yeah, I can't say much about it, except I had put out, like, three records with the guy, and he came to equally that many uh, amounts of shows and never introduced himself. It's a little strange. The label head. Yeah, he said he was scared of me. I don't get it. But he put out all your records. Yeah. He would just, like, PayPal me money, and I would email him a record. So. What about the Leather Uppers? Another Canadian band, eh? They're on Ghana Records. Have you run into them at all? The Leather Uppers? I've met them just a few times. They're uh, nice dressers. Well, thanks so much, Jay. Thanks for bringing your band, and thank you, retards, for coming to Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Anything else you want to add to the people out there at all? Um, I don't think I have anything else to add. No, no. Thanks to Leafy Green Booking. Thanks to Leafy Green Booking. Adam Shore. Because <laughs> Leafy Green also booked No Means No from Victoria, British Columbia, Canada. <laughs> yeah, they do, yeah. I'm just trying to milk out the Canadian connections. Any more Canadian connections for you guys we haven't mentioned I, at all? Um, I have a good Canadian connection. My girlfriend's uncle is Steve Shutt. No way, from the Montreal Canadiens? Yeah. yeah. How did 
did Steve Shutt's girlfriend end up with you? MySpace. <laughs> really? Yeah. Um, yeah, no, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get to meet him at, at, at her father's wedding in a, in a few weeks, and we're going to talk Rush. He's a big Rush fan. I guess he went to high school with Getty Lee and all the guys in Rush, and they made a pack their senior year of high school. They were going to drop out, fuck high school, we're going to make it. And they all did like the, we're going to make it. And then they all did. That's incredible. So it's your girlfriend's uncle yeah. that is Steve Shutt. Yes, yeah, Steve Shutt. He lives in Alabama now. What's he doing down there? I'm retired and not playing hockey. And you know what's really amazing? To further the Canadian No Means No connection, your booking agent is, of course, Leafy Green. Yes. They handle No Means No. Yes. No Means No also perform as the Hanson Brothers. Oh, yeah, yeah, the uh, the hockey, pop-punk hockey band. <laughs> so you got to book a tour with the Hanson Brothers and Jay Retard, and if Steve Schott can come out and perform with both bands. And only if we can get the McCrackens to open it up, then it'll just be a big party. That'll be incredible. McCrackens from Vancouver. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for remembering them. Yeah. The chicken and the Egg, they're incredible pop punk. Well, and a dog at one point. Where did you see the McCrackens? In Europe? They were huge in Europe. I'd never seen them. I ordered their records out of them. Maximum rock and roll, three dollars postage paid. And little did you know that eventually you would end up on the cover of Maximum Rock and Roll. You buy enough records out of these ads in here, and they put you on the cover. Thank you for supporting the McCrackens. <sighs> Why should people care about Jay Retard? Why should people care? I don't have an answer for that. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I'm surprised every day that anybody cares. So. Well, thanks much, retards. And Jay, keep on rocking in the free world and do, 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 do.
And you're still listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and the Nardwarda Human Serviette Radio Show. You just heard there, Jay Retard with Hammer, I Miss You. And before that, Jay Retard with Blood Visions. And before that, an interview with Jay Retard and the Retards. Here in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, there is an amazing gallery called the Gem Gallery, just east of Main Gallery at 225 East Broadway. Tonight, they're having an opening show for an exhibit that's going to be playing for the next couple weeks featuring Lisa Bronze Woodcuts. Check it out if you're interested in woodcuts. She does these amazing woodcut drawings. That's Lisa Braun woodcuts opening tonight and playing and on display for the next couple weeks at the gem gallery that's just east of maine 225 east broadway in vancouver british columbia canada lisa bronze woodcuts lots of great woodcuts real real woodcuts they've been going on for centuries and as alluded to in the jay retard interview here is the band Freestone with the song Bummer Bitch. Now, before I play the song, I will give a little warning. You're going to be hearing Bummer Bitch, so please tune out if you're easily offended. If there are young people around, please tune out if you're easily offended because Bummer Bitch is intended to offend. It's a knockoff punk novelty song from the mid-70s in San Francisco. Now, since I'm doing this warning for people to tune out, I thought, well, just telling people to tune out for one song, well, that's kind of a rip-off. How about telling people to tune out, well, for a whole bunch of songs? So, yes, that's what we're going to be doing right after Bummer Bitch. I'm going to play something called The Sounds of Love, A to Z. Sensuously synthesized, dim the lights, hug something warm, and surrender your ears to the supremely sensual intermingling of passionate sighs and pulsating electronic music. Yes, the sounds of love, featuring the recorded verbal offerings of two very emotional Ardent Lovers is played against a backdrop of skillfully synthesized chords and builds to a frantic, frantic climax unequaled in the most explicit annals of human experience. Let the sounds of love seduce your imagination, release your inhibitions, and guide you to a new, exciting vista of pleasure beyond all expectations. Listen along with someone you love, someone who appreciates beautiful music. So right after Freestone's Bummer Bitch that was covered by Jay Retard, the Sounds of Love, A to Z. Who are you? <clears throat> Actually, not that particular track. Uh-uh. Although, maybe you were sleeping during that. This track. Uh-uh.
Thank you.